Hello and welcome back to the Goals Don't Move podcast. This week, the sacking of Fat Frank is finally here. We go over a couple other games. We get you a little betting update as well as a Stoke City football manager update. Yeah, it's a great one. You're going to love it. Fat Frank is gone. Enjoy. What the hell is going on, everyone? We're back with episode 26 of the Goals Don't Move podcast, the best Premier League podcast on the internet. But you already knew that because you've been listening, I hope. If not, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Today, we've got a great action-packed episode. But before we get into all the wonderful content, James, Lamb, my man, how are we feeling today, sir? Hello, Philip, mate. Um, yeah, I'm all right, mate. I must admit, I'm not much has happened in my life since we last spoke. Uh, to mention, another week has gone by. Uh, we're still plugging along over here, so not much to speak about. But I'm good, mate, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you about about some football and about some big news that's gone on recently. So yeah, I'm ready to get straight into it. How are you We've doing got- first, April, mate? I'm good. There's there's not much that can go on in your life right now with COVID. I I keep forgetting every time I ask, but it's always good to check in. It's always good to check yes. in. Well, I like, appreciate it. Yeah, it's not going to hurt. But yeah, everything here is good. Um, nothing super interesting's going on except for the fact that Frank Lampard is out as Chelsea manager. That is uh, it's day old news. We're sorry because we're always late because we always record on Tuesdays. Um, so you know usually we're behind on stuff but yeah that happened but it doesn't matter because we're not here to break the news to you well our instagram is at goals don't move by the way cute little plug uh and we're still a day late on that so whatever but we're not here to we're not here to break the news james james no we we come to discuss the news you come for our intellectual insight because we're so damn smart and we know what we're talking about that's what you want to hear right that's what the people are here for oh definitely like you would say, I'm probably like top five percent smartest people you ever met in your life. Easy. Yeah, I'm up there, and I'd say for you, you're probably like top ten. But that's just because I hang around better circles. Clearly, so I'll take it all back, mate. But you're, hey, 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 you're up there. That's fine. Just to do me dirty like that, you know, I was being nice. But no, Phil, no, mate. Hey, if you drop me to ten, I'll keep you at ten. I don't even care. <laughs> I I don't even care. You could you could cover ten percent. That's fine. How nice of how nice of you. I'm you can, a saint. You can lower yourself to my standards. Brilliant. I'm a saint. I'm an angel, James. I do everything correctly. Um, <clears throat> okay, Frank Lampard's gone. Wow. Um, yes. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was entirely surprising. If it was probably coming for a bit, but. Yeah, I still is a bit crazy, you know. They've they've got rid of the the prodigal son after eighteen months, and um, probably thought you'd get a little bit more time. But the way the season's gone, um, it has it is looking on a bit of a downward trajectory. But hey, look at Arsenal; it could look look real dire, and suddenly you you find a bit of form and you and your your season looks up. So maybe it is a bit trigger happy, but that's what Chelsea do. So yeah, yeah it's well it's such a Chelsea thing, like. <clears throat> 
Mm. You really wouldn't expect it from anyone else. But I feel like Chelsea just have such a short-term mindset about them. They just always want to win now, which, well, I mean, it's worked for them. They've they've won a lot of trophies like in the past couple of years. Like their win-now mm. mentality seems to work. But it seemed like the first time that Chelsea was really – Going okay, let's take a step back. Let's let's give time. Let some of the youth players develop. You know they have a crazy youth academy, really good talent, and you never see them at Chelsea. You always see them. Kevin De Bruyne was was at Chelsea. Mohamed Salah was at Chelsea. Lukaku Chelsea. Like, but you don't mm. see these young players get the chance to develop per se at Chelsea because they have that win now mentality. So. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, Frank Lampard, this is time. Now the academy is being used, and they have some good academy players coming through, and then boom, Axe comes. Don't get the results now. You're done. Like, yeah. did him a little dirty, I think. Yeah, I think – yeah, it's – it's. I, I, but the sounds of the way it went down, he – the players were given a text message not to turn up for training in the morning, only coming in the afternoon. So Frank came in on his own and then got a call into the into a meeting and then he was fired by 9.30, he couldn't say goodbye to the players. So that is a bit of a cold cold way of going, cold and clinical way of going about it. But That's like dirty. you say, Phil, though, it, is a bit, it is quite dated to the old uh, club legend. But like you say, Phil, they've since Abramovich, take, since Abramovich has taken over, they've had what, this is, Frank was their 10th full-time manager and they've, but they've won the most uh, cups of any, any they've, watched, they've won the most competitions of any English club since that time. So he's, he's got the evidence to back it up that it's it's time to chop and change but yeah it's unfortunate for frank and you think maybe his his stature at the club will give him the give him to the end of the season but uh no chelsea are, are ruthless yeah i'm not saying like it's not a, like clearly their their uh system has worked like short term success boom it's getting the job done like they're winning trophies they like you said they won the most um but at the same time like club legend give him give him a little bit of time man like 18 months is not enough, especially when you sign $200 million worth or pounds worth of players in the summer. That is not enough time to get all these players ready to go. Players have to learn how to play with each other. It doesn't just come. It's not FIFA. You can't just stick Kaya Verts, Ziyech, Pulisic, uh, Werner, Abraham on the same field and just knock the ball back and forth. They got to learn how, how to play with each other. Like It, it doesn't just work like that. And uh, Unfortunately, there's, there's not really... Um, a solution in the board's mind, but I did hear a couple other interesting things. Uh, a solution other than to sack him. I heard some interesting things. I heard Frank Lampard was so insistent on signing Declan Rice that the Chelsea board was just so fed up, and they were like, if you ask one more time, you're going to get sacked. That's how bad he <laughs> wanted Declan Rice, who's a good player, to be fair. Um, but I think we'll probably stay at West Ham now. I, I heard there was rumor of him going to Chelsea, but I heard the Chelsea board, this is all from The Athletic, by the way, I heard they were so um, so against signing an old youth academy player for I, I think Declan Rice was going to cost like sixty million quid, and Frank Lampard was just nonstop about signing Declan Rice. So they were pissed off about that. I heard only one of the six players they brought in over the summer was one that Lampard wanted, and that was Ben Chilwell. Everyone else yeah. was a board signing. So it's like, yeah, was he really there? I mean, I'm looking at it this way. Did they really want him for the long term or did they want a manager in there that they could go buy all these players that they wanted and then be like, okay, a better manager's come up, now we're going to sack you. Like, did they really want the long-term fix? I don't know. I don't know. Chelsea's bored. I don't know, man. Mm. No, mate. Well, that, I think you've hit the nail right on the head there. It's, they've got that win-now mentality and 
I think again there was a it was a I think it was appointment with the with the heart and a bit of a bit of circumstances as well when they signed Lampard obviously with the transfer ban they had so they could rely more on the well they had to rely more on the the youth intake and Lampard was brought in to kind of to kind of do that but I guess you know you can't you can't take the mentality out of the club you know there was a situation that brought them into that and once they'd you know got over that and they can spend the money they did and it's maybe a bit of a transfer maybe it's a bit of a clash of clash of culture there you know the club wants when by the big players when now well Frank was a bit more towards the you know get the youth intake and build the club so maybe that's what it was but I, I heard those those rumors as well about the Chilwell was the only one and yeah so I think it's the typical you know once a manager goes the 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 more in, the information starts to come out about what was going down so unfortunate for Frank but what do you think about Tuchel, Tuchel mate the, the new signing they've got him on an 18, 18 month contract um, obviously he was let go by PSG a couple of months ago I want to say or last month but what, what do you think of the replacement I didn't know it was 18 months but that's very smart considering how Chelsea do business not only very yes. smart for Chelsea but also very smart for Tuchel like uh, that's probably, you know, probably even smarter for Chelsea you got to think if you're like a top, uh, a relatively top tier European manager, Chelsea must be quite a nice little, you know, go there, spend quite a lot of money, make quite a lot of money, and then go somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? You, you, it must be quite a nice little intermediate. Well, not intermediate club. That's a bit disrespectful, but do you know what I mean. You go there, you, have a bit of fun, and then you go after two years. If you put me on an eighteen month contract and you're like, hey, here's two hundred million to spend in the summer, which I'm sure they're not going to give two hundred million, but they're going to spend a lot. I might try some ridiculous shit. I might just be like, all right. <laughs> I've got 18 months here and I can do whatever I want and spend big in the summer. I'm going to run some crazy formations. I'm just going to go balls to the wall. And you're paying me to do all of this. It's an 18 month joy ride for me. I don't give a shit. It's 18. You have no faith in me. If you're giving me an 18 month contract, I don't care what the hell happens to you afterwards. You have no faith, no faith. So I'm going to try some ridiculous shit. That, hey, maybe it works out and I look like a genius. It doesn't work out? Okay, 18 months at Stamford Bridge. It was a bad fit for me. It's not like Thomas Tuchel's not going to get another good job. He's a good manager. But if you show me, if you slap me in the face with an 18-month contract, then I'm not going to try my best. I don't give a shit. But I'm just going to collect a nice paycheck and try some random shit that may or may not work out. I, don't, I couldn't care less. And I'm going to spend the shit out of your checkbook too. But if it does work, then maybe I'll be a little bit more careful. But 18 months, that's disrespectful. And the reason I'm saying it's a good deal for Thomas Tuchel as well, or Tuchel, however you say it, it's a good deal for him because he gets a fat paycheck for 18 months and doesn't have to worry about a damn thing. Hmm. He's had some some quite nice nice jobs. I know he was at, he was at Mines before Dortmund. And obviously Dortmund's a bit more of a uh, tricky, a, a bit more of a job. But then you go to PSG who you can just yeah. win sitting down with your eyes closed and your hands sat on your ass um, if you really want to with that team of players obviously Champions League's their their main sticking point but he did get into the the, the final but and then you come to Chelsea and you can have a little joyride um, maybe that's you know maybe that's why managers do that's why they've had so much success they can go and relax and maybe not relax but you know what I mean just go go for it go for these crazy things so yeah, he's done all right as Tuchel. His career's his career's really uh, really set off but I, 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 I don't know it's a bit of a strange one for me because it, it's not the I guess he is a semi-big name, but it's not the world beater, you know, big name that Chelsea usually do. Um, I thought it was a bit meh. I guess he's just probably the best available um, at this time. Um, so yeah, that's probably another little bit of a kick in the teeth because I guess it's if, you, if, they, if they get rid of Frat Lampard and bring in an absolute 
world-class manager then it's you know you feels like okay fair enough but this feels a bit of a meh a bit of a sideways but I guess it's the experience they're looking for and that's what the experience has Tuchel's got yeah I I heard a little Max Allegri chatter who's a good coach Mm. good manager um and that happened last time didn't they when Frank was just before Frank was appointed Allegri was also in the running yeah I think so too um which is fine. I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know too, too much about Max Allegri. Uh, I know where he's coaching a couple other things. And I know, I believe he's more of a defensive structured kind of coach, but yeah, other than Italian, that, it? I, I, it is very Italian of him. I mean, he is Italian, so fair play, but I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, it's hard not to be, if you're Italian, you're probably going to play the Italian way. So yeah, it's in the good, good for, yeah. good for Max Allegri. I mean, it works. He's a winner. He's, he's proven he's a winner, which is good. <laughs> Yeah. But at the same time, you know, Tuchel's won uh, – how long has he been at PSG? Like three seasons? He probably, he's probably won three yeah. domestic leagues. Like probably he, did, the, he did win a domestic quadruple. Was it quadruple? No, not quadruple. The four, yeah, four um, at, P- at PSG, which is, you know, something you can't sniff at. That's pretty good. Is it? Um, it's like again, it, you're you playing take all everything French teams. Of salt, aren't you? You're playing all French teams, and you've got Mbappe, yeah. you've got Neymar, you've got Di Maria, you've got Icardi, you've got uh, you had Cavani before this, you have Verratti, yeah. dude. You've got a stacked team. Like, is yeah. it that big of an is that, achievement? Is that is, is PSG just the club that you just? It's just the hardest to analyze a manager because it's just like that team is full of superstars, and it feels like from our very, very decent, very, very distant view of the club that they seem to run the place. You would say it's hard, but I think real success at PSG, and I know we're Premier League, but I think real success at, success at PSG is measured in the Champions League. And like yeah. we've seen, he got them to the, the final, which yeah. is crazy. Lost, you would think none of their other managers have gotten into the final. You would think Thomas yeah. Tuchel would stay on. But yeah, again, exactly. again it, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. No, that's very true. But just like Chelsea, we're starting to hear a little bit behind the scenes. We don't follow the French League. We don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. But I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. If I'm Thomas Tuchel, I'm taking that 18-month contract. I'm buying a nice flat in Chelsea, Fulham area, you know, somewhere west London. It's going to be nice near the river. And I'm going to chill and not give a shit for 18 months. Actually, I'm not going to buy a flat. I'm renting a nice flat because I know I'm not going to be there in 18 months. Uh, I mean, he could be there in 18 months. It depends how much he cares, but I wouldn't give a shit because 18 months is a slap in the face. Kind of disrespectful. Uh, do you know, what? I'm going to get, I'm going to, I've, I've, just, I've uncovered a little bit, a little gem of, uh, of information. I want to go for a massive shout. Well, not a massive shout, but I want to say that old Chupa Moting is going to sign for Chelsea in the summer. You think? It looks like, it looks like Tuchel's brought in from place. He played for Tuchel for Mainz in 2014. He brought him mm. to brought him to PSG, and he's going to bring him to Chelsea. They need, you know, their strikers are faltering. They need the legend that is too promoting to come and steal some goals and miss some chances. He'll be right in there for competition. Giroud will be off, thinking I need more game time. Too yeah. promoting is it? So, how do we feel about Thiago Silva? Do you think he was? I know, I I believe it That's was contract well, issues. Yeah. yeah, I think it was contract issue. He wanted more money, or more years, probably is why he was getting away. But mm. also, he's probably like, "Oh, thank God, I got out of PSG, and now it's like, oh my God, Tuchel's back!" Like, what's that? Yeah, that's very true. I didn't think about that. And again, you got to find, you got to see, got to find out if it's, you know, if it was, if it was behind the scenes or it was management problems. So, yeah, another little, another little drop in the ointment to stir things up. I didn't think about that, Phil. Nice little bit of. Nice I, little I, there, mate. 
Yeah, I like. I think that'll be an interesting dynamic. I don't think mm. Pulisic was at Dortmund at the same time as Tuchel. I don't believe. Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't think so. No, but maybe, I don't but think so. I don't think so. I'm just looking through his Wikipedia page at the moment. I can't see Pulisic's name popping up. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, no, I think I see Pulisic's name, but... I, I think he just came in. Actually, no, yeah, he did. He he gave Pulisic his first uh, his promotion from the youth team. Wow, I am so yeah. fucking smart. There you go, mate. I am so smart, dude. I told you, you've got to bump me up to the top two percent of smart people you know now. Because <laughs> I am I am a damn genius. Yeah, well, you're backing yourself up. I can't I can't knight you there, mate. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else Tuchel would would know from Chelsea. I don't think so. Off the top of my head, but um, no, I think I think it'll be interesting going forward. Again, like we said, hard to judge because he has done PSG, and it's been a while since he was at Dortmund. And how good of a manager is he really? But ah, I, it'll be tough. He's got a really good team. We'll see if they gel because that was Frank's big issue. We'll see if they gel, man. Yeah, we will. Do you think uh, what are they eighth right now? Are you, you surely you think they got to finish higher than eighth by the end of the season? Or maybe they're yeah, well, you know, just that, that. There's always they're that tenth. They're new tenth. manager. They tenth at the moment, but there's yeah. always that new manager. You know that new manager boosts the team around, get a couple of wins on the on your belt. I'd expect, yeah, I'd expect Chelsea to to move up. You know, get a bit get a bit higher up in the table. But I think I'd expect that anyway. Somehow we've we've jumped above them at the moment. Lovely, but they've got a game in hand. But yeah, I'd expect them to keep climbing the table just because I expect Chelsea to be up there. Um, you never know, Tuchel might be able to get the Germans Germans firing, so it'll be interesting to watch. I think I think they'll continue to jump up. Funny about the table right now, West Ham do have a game in hand over Liverpool, but they currently are in fourth over Liverpool, and Leicester City are third. This is a fun, fun season, and I can't stress that enough. Yeah. Oh, mate, that fun last season. five games for West Ham are looking very, very green and rosy. Yeah. Drawn one and then won four in a row, mate. That's, that's, that's top four uh, form right there. That is top four form. 10, 5, and 5. 10, 5, and 5. But uh, another interesting look at the table. I know I've kind of transitioned. Tottenham, two games, uh, I guess one game behind, two games behind. West Ham, 33 points. Tottenham could easily be at 39 points in 20 games. I mean, 36 and 19 as well. So not too far off. League leaders, are that would be five points off Man City right now. So, yeah. man, it is heating up. It is heating yeah. up. The Goonies aren't too far behind, mate. Nice little 3-1 victory today into eighth. Not too far behind. Not too you. shabby. This will right. be, be interesting. And we keep talking about it. And we keep saying it's going to be a very, very interesting rest of the season. And I think it will be. Look, even if someone runs away with the title, let's say Man City runs away with the title, that second, third, and fourth spot, shit, second, third, and fourth, all the way down to eighth are going to be interesting for the rest of the season. Like, it is, it's heating up. It is heating up. Oh, yeah. It's staying hot. Kazoo Derby. I don't know when it is, but I'm back <laughs> on the train, baby. Everton, Villa. That's what I'm talking about. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, all right. Speaking of West Ham, we are off the Frank Lampard topic now. Rest in peace, Fat Frank. Rest in peace, the memes. It was fun. It was a good time. But he's gone. He's dead. The game's over. James, we don't, we don't dwell on the past here. Goals don't move, do we? We do not, mate. We, we fucking hate dwelling on the past here. That's why we look forward to today, to the future. We, we live in the present. And in the present, 
like you're saying, West Ham got four out of five wins in the last five. Dude, West Ham beat Crystal Palace 2-3 today. Suchik just doing his thing. That might be bargain. I don't know. He might be the bargain buy. What do you think? Oh. He is oh, so man, he's cheap. Been, he's, what, are you talking about fantasy football? Not only fantasy football, uh, for, for whenever they've got him. Yeah. Yeah, well, they bought him. I can't remember. They, I think they bought him uh, a year ago, basically. I think they bought him I January year. last year. Yeah, because he came in and looked really good. I mean, he's been really solid for a central been, defense midfielder. He been banging. Yeah, he's been banging goals. So that, was it two today? Another two today within the two first today. Like, five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. He could be he, he could be up there with signing of the year. Maybe we missed him out on our on our on our look back on twenty twenty. We didn't think don't think we mentioned Thomas Suchek. So maybe we should give him a bit of a shout out. Uh, shout out today. He's been fantastic and he's deserves he's credit. Definitely a, big fact, definitely a big factor in the West Ham's climb up the table. And hey, West Ham, this is this must be this, they must be choking them out of lack of oxygen up here for West Ham. They they have not been used to this the last couple of years. No, I want to. I want to know when the last time they were fourth in the Premier League after twenty games because I think it will be a long time ago. So, yeah, fair James. play to him. Obviously, this season's been a bit changed with the game in hand. But yes, Phil, what's up? James, 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 James. Last season, I kid you not, six months ago, end of last yeah. season, we were talking about West Ham potentially playing Millwall in the Championship. James, mm. do yes. you remember that? We were t- we were speaking. That. We were like, it'd be funny if West Ham went down within the Olympic Stadium and had to play Millwall. That would be mm. hilarious. You get to watch them play Millwall twice a season in the championship. They are fourth now. That is Correct. insane. And yeah. speaking of you know you know uh, attacking options and stuff like that, players are going to get up front. Jesse Lingard supposedly going to West Ham on loan. <laughs> so not only are they going to have all these great players they already have. But they're going to have a workhorse who will get them maybe a goal a season. Half a goal for half a season. <laughs> so that might be a decider. What if Jesse Lingard's goal, the only goal he scores for them, gets them into Champions League? That's that's poetry. That would be He'd beautiful. Be worth it. He'd be worth yep. it. Oh, could you imagine West Ham in the Champions League getting spanked by like Sevilla? Blues. Yeah. Oh, mate, can you imagine the West Ham fans? The if they bubbles were in the stadiums, they would riot. They would they would find a way. West Ham life yeah. finds a way. West Ham fans will find a way into the stadium for the Champions League without a doubt. Could you imagine the bubbles going off before with the Champions League anthem going on in the background? All these foreigners are like, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> could you imagine PSG at the Olympic Stadium? I would love Nothing more, James, than to see West Ham in the Champions League next season. That would be phenomenal. Even better if West Ham get in and like Liverpool aren't in the Champions League. Which would be <laughs> like the Europa hilarious. Europa. Yeah, they're in the Europa. West Ham are chilling in the Champions League. It'd be crazy. Crystal Palace, on the other hand, Zaha scores in the third minute, then they just die. They just die. Uh, don't have much else to say. They just die. No. Zaha, good player. Rest of Crystal Palace, eh. very iffy. Very iffy. Yeah. One, two, and two in their last five. Not great. We don't talk a lot game to game anymore, but it's a little bit of a slow news week. Other than, other than the fat Frank sacking. So we're we're going we through. Feel, a little we find bit. ourselves in a bit of a weird time, don't we? We we had FA Cup this weekend, so we didn't have any. We kind of talked about the games last week-ish and you know we're kind of moving into next week so we're in a bit of an intermediate 
paired at the moment, are we? Very intermediate, but I'm fine with it. You know, it going through the games does give us a chance to talk about each club, which I like, and talk about mm. what's going on at each club. Like normally we wouldn't cover, you know, just out of the blue speaking about West Ham and Crystal Palace, but right now we are, which is good. Very true. So I'm happy. West Ham look good. Crystal Palace, on the other hand, not so much, but they're not quite in relegation form or anything that bad. They're gonna do fine this season. I'd say Crystal Palace are a very bleh team this year. I think that's oh, a good yeah. way to describe them. Very bleh. Very middle yeah. of the table. We're not we're probably not gonna talk about Crystal Palace too much unless anything crazy happens. We like talk yeah. West Ham. I'll talk my ass off about West Ham because they're going nuts right now. Crystal yeah. Palace. I don't think you deserve that much airtime, Crystal Palace, in all honesty. I don't mind Crystal Palace. Selhurst Park, bit of a shithole. No offense, but... Good atmosphere, no, though. Good atmosphere. It's no Olympic Park. Or Olympic <laughs> Stadium. Well, atmosphere-wise, Olympic Stadium's not good, it's but it's a, good, yeah. a very nice stadium. Very nice. Yeah, I would true. know. I drove by. I took the tra- train by it from work every single day. Yes, subtle flex from me, the American, but it was very cool. <laughs> very cool. Nice. Um. Yeah. So that's good. West Ham fourth in the table. Crystal Palace down thirteenth. Nice team versus Blair team. Uh, two mm. Blair teams. Newcastle and Leeds. James, I, Leeds win. A fun stat I have about Leeds for you is in every single Premier League game they've played this season, Leeds have had over fifty percent possession, which is kind of wild. But that's Bielsa. That is, uh, yeah. But, I, but I, again, we, we like everyone likes to slate Bielsa and say you know the results aren't there, but I think that's. That's quite. That's a good little stat. My favorite thing about Leeds, James, is they're either smacking teams down or they are getting fucking smacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leeds. Leeds are eight, two, and nine this season, and I guarantee of their eight wins, like probably six of them have been like by three or more goals, and I guarantee of their nine losses, like seven of them have been by three or more goals. That's <laughs> how weird Bielsa Ball and Leeds are. But they're entertaining. Mm. But I gotta say, I'm just so tired of commentators absolutely for sucking off leads for lack of better term. Literally yeah, for yeah. lack of a better term. That's 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 all they're doing. Are you tired of it? Mm. I'm tired of it, yeah. And I think I think also that leads haven't quite looked like the same leads that we saw at the beginning of the season for quite a while now, actually. They've looked actually a bit maybe a bit tired and uh so yeah, I don't think they're even right now either. So yeah, it's just it's an old it's an old and boring narrative that you know it's Bielsa ball. We get it, but and um, you know they're they're still the highest. Are they still the highest promoted team? I believe they are. Yeah, the other the other two are way down there. So yeah, it's got it's better than the other two. So at least that's something. Yeah, I agree. It's better than the other two. I think they'll be staying in the Premier League comfortably this season, as we've seen so far. Um, but yeah, Newcastle on the other hand, glad, very happy. Very happy. No, no. I'm very happy Miguel Amaron scored. Former Atlanta United man, Miguel Amaron. I've seen him play a couple times in Atlanta. Nice. Great guy. Wonderful mm. character. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's kind of dark days. I wouldn't say Newcastle are in danger, very much in danger of getting relegated, given how bad the bottom three are, even though Fulham have shown a little life. I wouldn't mm. say Newcastle are in that big of danger, but it's it's not looking great. I mean, they've got St. Maximin. He's cool. He's got that Gucci headband. I love that. They play in a nice <laughs> yeah. stadium. Like for Leeds or for for Newcastle fans right now, I think it's all about looking at the positives. Be a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah, but I, they're, they're, that's not what they they're known for. Newcastle fans to be half 
glass no. half full kind of people. But I don't know, Phil. It's looking pretty dire. They've, they've, they've got reasons to be miserable. It's five losses on the trot at least. And that's why I'm looking at the BBC Sport website. It's the yep. worst form in the Premier League. I think only Fulham have probably... They've got the they've probably got a better record, and they've got three draws in that in that five game period. Um, but they're probably the next the next worst. So yeah, really not good. I don't know. Fulham have got two games in hand. They're five. They're seven points back. Obviously, they can't catch up. And maybe I don't know. They get two points. Might be a little bit of a, a sneak peek at my pick of the week for the for gambling uh, this week. But um, it, I don't know. They're they're falling down there, mate. They're they're looking tricky, and they look bad. They look knackered. COVID has hit them harder than most, um, uh, the long-term effects of it. So, yeah, and they just don't look good. So it's... They you know, don't. Rafa's, Rafa's maybe coming back. Who knows? They don't look good, but they're not getting relegated, is my point. So Glass Half Full and Sunderland are still outside of the playoff spots in League One. So, like, they Glass meet. Half Full. Exactly. <laughs> they true. can't meet. They can't meet. That's very true. So... Be happy. I expect, expect you know. I expect Newcastle to be okay because I think you know there's they're still fine. Some teams down there, so yeah, they're fine. Newcastle this season, just like look, stay up, wipe the slate clean, get in some fresh blood next season, see how it goes. But yeah, I, I, it's they they're a bleh, but they're like more on the danger of actually being relegated. But they're not getting relegated. That's what Newcastle <laughs> are right now. They're not getting Fair. James. They are not going to get relegated. Newcastle United will not be relegated. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. There we go. Guarantee but you heard it first. They might scare you. They might scare you. So, Phil, would you say put money on Newcastle not getting relegated? Yeah, throw throw money on Newcastle not getting relegated. Absolutely, because they're not. They will not get relegated. It's Newcastle. They they've got big stadium, great city. They play in like. They're, they've got all the things that you, they're not going to get relegated. And this is just me speaking purely out of my ass right now <laughs> because I haven't I haven't actually watched a lot of Newcastle this season, but they are not getting relegated. I tell, I'll tell you this right now. As someone who doesn't see a lot of Newcastle games, they're not getting relegated. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Fair. Well, from someone okay. that has watched a fair few, I may disagree, but I'd, I'd never want to fully disagree with you, mate, because who knows? You should get these things right. They're not get. You don't think they're getting relegated? No, I don't think they're getting relegated. But it's good. not looking good. They're doing the scare at the moment, like you say. Yeah, yeah. No, they are. They're doing. It's like Halloween. They are mid-scare. doing scaring. Like yeah, yeah mid scare. Yeah. Um. All right, Man City, West Brom. I mean, do we even need to go over this, James? It's number one in the table versus number nineteen. Do we even need yeah. to go over this? It's five now. Obviously, I don't think. I think it. I, I, I've got one. I've got two things. I'd say one was this the was this the score in the reverse fixture because I think that was when Mares may have got a hat trick. And two, Man City are looking good. Man City so are looking say. scary good. You look up the return fixture. I I think you might be right. But it was it away. No, this was at home, wasn't it? This one. The, the today's was away. So yeah, I dude, Man City are so good. Right now, yeah, real good. That Stones and Ruben Diaz partnership is unreal. Mm. Yeah, it's there's what's that? They've got like it's like ten clean sheets in a row or something at the moment. It's unbelievable. They've just been churning them out. Yep, and that was their issue, and they've solved it, and now they're probably going to win the league again. <laughs> but hey, I mean, 
I don't know. It was good. Manchester United had a, had a good time at the top of the table, but it's probably over now. Ruben Diaz, James, and we've said this last podcast is so good. I I can't stress. It. There's nothing else I can do. Like he's very good. That's all I can say. <laughs> Fair. John Stone. My that's fine if you're struggling. John Stone. Yeah. I still have my doubts about John Stones, but he looks really good next to Ruben Diaz. So it doesn't even matter. No. I, I think he's looked he's looked much more solid, and I'm going to take I'm going to eat my words because it was actually one one, so forget that. Oh, but yeah, but I I I, I think John Stones John Stones has looked solid. I think they've obviously got a good. I think they probably complement each other well. Um, so it's Diaz and Stones together, but I think it's promising. There's always they always fear there might be some little mistake, but they've looked pretty unchallenged. I must admit, Man City as a team altogether have looked pretty solid. Um, the last couple of weeks. Yep, that that might be a team looking like they're gonna like smack some butt in the Champions League. So that mm. is a team that's looking like they're gonna smack a lot of butt in the Champions League. I hope there's a good European team out there to beat them. As for that's the Manchester United fan in me, but I don't know. They look they look phenomenal, and I don't think there is they they could do it this season. But we're not a Champions League podcast. We're a Premier League podcast. So let's get into the last game of the day. Let's get into my pick from last week. Arsenal to beat Southampton. I said, I said, listen, we might win you some money, but you'll probably lose. But guess what? You didn't lose if you bet on this. If you bet Arsenal to beat Southampton, you made money because Arsenal beat Southampton 3-1. to one. That was my prediction. James, move me up to top 1% of smartest people you know because that's where I deserve to be. Because I am absolutely crushing it. I am on fire this podcast, James. Oh, mate, well, you know, you, you keep showing me the evidence there, Phil. So uh, I can't really argue with that. But, hey, what a great shout, Phil. I, I must admit, I was I was not 100% sure. And the weekend's result of us losing to them in the FA Cup 1-0, be it with a um, slightly weakened side, uh, did not fill me with confidence. But we came through and... Uh, Oh mate, we look we look confident at the moment. We we look like with the Arsenal of old, some nice flowing attacking football. Even Pepe looked decent today. He looked confident. The shooting is still not there, not quite there. But he does get he did get a very nice goal. So so apart from that, there was a few instances of him not doing. It just needs a bit more confidence shooting. It all seemed a little bit wishy washy. But hey, Smith Rose come in and played well. Saka's getting a goal and assist. Oh. Lovely. Partey came back. He did go off with cramp, which is, I'm hoping that was just precautionary because he got united at the weekend. So, yeah, good times as an Arsenal fan. Keep this coming. We're, we're, this, we're playing our way back into the European picture and I, I feel m- much better about us. Into the Europa League picture, that is. We can only dream, mate. Into the chat. <laughs> you can only dream, baby. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I was a little worried for y'all when Southampton scored early. Um Ward Prowse mm. assist. We we love JWP on this podcast. Ward yeah. Prowse is our guy. Yeah. What a guy. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I mean, what else can I – I'm literally kicking back. My feet are up on my desk right now. Hands are back. Like I called this – I called the Arsenal are going to win, and I feel like just the smartest guy in the world right now. I don't really have anything else to say about the game. Like I just said Arsenal are going to no. win, and they did. So that's, that's all say, that's, that's literally all I've got on this game. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm a genius, pretty much. 
that's that's oh. all that needs to be said. I told yeah. you what was going to happen, and it happened. And when we get to our betting section again, end of the podcast, it's podcast. I will tell you what's going to happen, and I will make you more money. Maybe. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I probably will. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm happy for you, James, that Arsenal won. They look good right now. Congratulations. Thanks, but they're going to get clobbered this weekend. Oof, no, mate. Yeah. Bring it. They are. Bring it. So Bring enjoy. It. Hey, enjoy your little win streak. Well, you got it this weekend. They're going to get absolutely smacked around. Um, so, yeah, hey, that's all i to say about that. Year, this is the year that we do the double over United. If there's going to be any year to do it, this year's the year. We beat you away. You're going to come down to London. Hopefully, we're going to beat you again, mate, because 2020 that's, is upside down world. No, it's 2021 now, but we've, you know, same effect. That's cap. But anyways, James, we've got some tr- we've got some transfer talk to go over. We don't do a lot of transfer talk in January because not a lot of transfers get done in January. But mm. there was a big transfer that went through that I think you're going to be stoked about because I remember five years ago at this point, six years ago, was it? About, yeah, about five or six, I want to say. Martin Odegaard was the most highly touted prospect probably – in the land at this time, oh. in Europe at this time. Okay. All I was reading, I was reading these stupid indie Kyla articles on Twitter about Martin Odegaard. And I was like, oh, he's visited Arsenal. He's visited Manchester United. He's visited Barcelona. He's visited Real Madrid. He's visited all these different clubs. And where did he go? He went to Real Madrid, signed with the first team. And then all I heard was Martin Odegaard's not doing well. And then slowly but surely I heard, oh, Martin Odegaard making a little comeback. And then Martin Odegaard went and played for some other Spanish team that I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it was Real Sociedad. That he played for. Yeah, it was Real Sociedad. And he has been putting in some really good performances for them. Well, what happens? I'm finally going to get to watch Martin Odegaard play because he's playing for Arsenal now. He is an Arsenal player on loan for six months. Yeah, so yeah, so the details I believe were straight loan, no no option or obligation to buy at the end of it. I think Madrid still see him as a potential think potential player for the future. So we get him for six months. You never know. Hopefully, if he plays well and it is positive, maybe we get him for the whole of next year as well. Uh, I believe Sabayas had a. Level. a Excitement level. I'm actually quite excited. It's a bit of a strange. I'm I'm going to temper my excitement slightly just because I want to see him play first. Um, I think you're. I think all you said were right. You know, there was that big hype about him. Then he went to Real Madrid, and nothing really happened. But maybe that everyone should probably should have expected that him being so young, going playing in the Norwegian league straight to the biggest team in the world. So, um, and then but then last year played for Real Sociedad, played 31 matches, a lot a lot of games under his belt, got four goals, six assists. Um, I know he got a few. Um, team of the weeks in old in old FIFA and uh, maybe got in the team of the year. So he's clearly got on people's radars and had a good season. He's a centre attacking mid, which we which we've realised that we do need to play with. Um, I think Emil Smith Rose has been brilliant coming in, but it'd be inter- it'd be a nice little benchmark for him to see what um, Erdegaard's up to. And like you say, it's it's a, it's a it was a cultural figure of our you know of our of our previous years of, of watching football. We know we've heard about him, so it'd be interesting to see what he's like. I'm going to say my excitement levels are at a six at the moment. Um, I'm happy we've done business, which is, which is probably one of those six, but yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm going to have to go and watch some of his real Sociedad's uh, highlights, but 
yeah, exciting. I'm happy he's picked us. I think there was a few teams involved, uh, but sounds like Arteta got on the phone, got convinced him. Apparently, yeah, Savas has put in a good word as well. Um, so we're going to get get him. We've got a good relationship with Real Madrid. We're going to be some sort of Real Madrid feeder team at some point. Um, so yeah, I'm excited, mate. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think we'll it's it I think it's good signs because Mikel mm. Arteta said I want to attack mid and he got one. I think yeah. that's what it might not be permanent, but he said, "Hey, listen, rest of the season and you know summer it'll probably be permanent. I need an attacking mid if we want to play the way I want to play." Yeah, and William Ozil, can go fuck himself. Williams yeah, awful. As I'm concerned, yeah. Premier League assist leader for week one though, so shout out Willian three assists versus Fulham. <laughs> Three assists versus four. That's that's nothing to yeah. laugh at, James. That's nothing to if laugh at. If you're playing fantasy football, it was officially two. Oh well, whatever. I don't care. But it was three assists in every in, in every in every rational person's book. It was three assists against Fulham. Yes. Yes. Um, but no, he's not going to be your attack mid. I like it for Arsenal because Mikel Arteta says, look, I need an attack mid. They got him an attack mid. That's backing mm-hmm. your manager. That's what you like to yeah. see. That's, you know, yeah. that's, that's not it's Chelsea. That, no, it's definitely not Chelsea. And I think it's important that Arteta was, you know, on the phone convincing him. It shows him that it's, you know, it's something that he was interested in. So, yeah, like, I agree with you, mate. It's good to see that we're all going in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, a great direction to be trending. So, good for all shall parties. I, shall, should we go through a few of the uh, other transfers? I think because I think what what sparked our thoughts is obviously, uh, well, from my thoughts anyway, Arteta giving it the two the two sides of the transfer window. He's done his he's done his one side of getting rid of the deadwood, and now he's doing some transfers. So there has been there's been a couple other transfers. Obviously, Tamori from Chelsea has gone to AC Milan on loan. Who they just lost? I believe they lost it into Milan two um, one in the yep. Milan derby. Um, at the top of the top of the Syria, so Tomori goes to help out in that battle. So that'd be interesting to see him and another young English player. So we'll see how that goes. And obviously, we've just had recently. I think we believe today it was confirmed Aston Villa signed uh, Sanson from uh, from Marseille for fifteen million. I think it's actually forty million. It can go up to fifteen and a half. Um, so there's a little bit of transfer transfer news going going about. We'll have to see what he's uh, what he's about. I must admit, I don't know too much about him, but um, you know. That probably shows you the, the the pulling power of the Premier League going from Marseille, a big club in France, going to Aston Villa. I know they've got a bit of history, but they're coming up. But you wouldn't have thought that six months ago. So, yeah. And then obviously, and then we've got uh, William Jose. Is it William Jose? I believe from um, Real Sociedad, who's gone to Wolves on loan. I believe they've got a, a you know obligation option to, to buy at the end of it. It's an option to buy. I'm not. Yeah, it could, either way, they've it's got one of the two. And he's looked decent, actually. So the, I think we can put the... Unfortunately, we can put the Diego Costa rumours to bed and he's their option as a replacement for Jimenez. So a little bit of transfer is starting to pick up. Or do you think there'll be too much more uh, transfers before the end of the end of the, end of of the the uh, deadline? Maybe some loans in, but obviously it's all about how much money the teams have, don't they? Yeah, I think we're going to see more of those loans with either options or obligations to buy. I think teams are going to yeah. keep on pushing that money back due to COVID. I think, uh, you know, with the vaccine rolling out, I'm no doctor, I'm no expert, but I think with the vaccine rolling out and everything along those lines, I do believe that we're going to start to see more purchases in the summer. But I think right now it's going to stay loan with options and obligations to buy. I know Jesse Lingard might be going out. Marcus Rojo might be going. That's just because I know Manchester United better than I know many of the other teams obviously because that's my team but i've heard just rumors about that facundo police might be going out on loan so i think it's going to be a lot more loans 
And it's it's difficult for the buying teams too, James. You got to think about the buying teams because sure. if, if you're a bigger team selling some of your, your stars or your older players or anything like that, these smaller teams have been hit very hard by COVID as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Big, bigger teams obviously got, got how, how would you put this? Bigger teams got a larger larger amount of revenue, but maybe percentage-wise yeah. it wasn't as big as a percentage for the smaller team. Like that money means more to smaller teams. So these smaller yeah. teams also I think are going to be more open to, okay, we'll take our money – when we can get it, even if it's in the future, but we need, we need something now. We need wages off the, off the payroll. Like yeah, I think we'll continue to see loans and then these teams are going to get reimbursed with these options or obligations to buy in the summer. And then I think hopefully in the summer, things will get back to a little bit more normal, but I think that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Well, and I'm no fair, expert. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't give you, you don't, you know, give yourself more credit, mate. But what I would say is that um, you never know the whole Brexit fiasco might be affecting things obviously we've left the eu now so the new point system in immigration and all the visa stuff all that all that all that crap could have be having an effect so maybe people are waiting to do the summer to to get this transfer business done see how it all works so i'm sure that's probably got a little bit of a factor in as well yeah i agree um any any other potential rumors transfers you want to talk about no, I think that's it for now. We'll keep we'll keep them we'll keep it updating as as, as co- things come rolling in. Uh, maybe that could be my task. To, if there's any new signings, fill for the Instagram to do my bit. Yeah, no, James. James and I've been over this many of times. If you don't follow us, follow us on Instagram at Goals Don't Move. And James has not posted on his. James posted <laughs> once, once. I on posted Instagram once. So far. Every other yeah. post has been me. Uh, so good. Give me credit. We, we've got a nice amount of followers now. We were chilling at like 50 a couple weeks ago. We're at two, almost 250 now. So we're looking good. At Goals yeah, Don't man. Move on Instagram. Um, James is going to be posting more often. James now has, has a contract. He signed. He has to post at least three times a week or Goals Don't Move is going to be a one-man show going forward. <sighs> Some tough terms. It's on air. It's live. You've agreed to it. Congratulations. <laughs> Now let's move into oh first of all quick shout out Manchester United beat Liverpool over the weekend three two finally an entertaining Northwest Derby that was fun to watch as opposed to our league game that we were we kind of got screwed we kind of got screwed yeah. on the league game that but hey yeah. glad glad we got another one a better one Man United one three two Bruno Fernandez doesn't only score from the penalty box he scores from just outside the penalty box as well for everyone who was wondering. <laughs> Yeah. And he's world class. Okay, sorry, had to get that in there. James, Lovely. let's move into our last section of the week. This section, as we've come up with last time, is our we might win you some money, but you'll probably lose section. Gambling section. Whatever you want to call it. Gamble responsibly. We're not responsible yes. for for you not gambling responsibly. We're just here to have fun. And I don't I I didn't even make my bet last week i just said my bet and i would have made money mm. it was stupid yet, it was stupid of me to not take my bet because i was so <laughs> confident in it you too probably yes well i think we didn't i didn't mention this earlier but it's actually one one i bet that my bet my bet of the week was west ham beating crystal palace away from home which they duly did today so yeah yes you know you're not all you know you're not, you're not the only big bollocks boy over here mate you know jimmy l's got some gambling uh talent as well yeah, so our our betting philosophy for for listeners 
is we're not going to give you the the easiest picks. Last week we said well, we had some stupid picks that we went with, but those were more jokes, and we let you know. But we're not going to give you a Man City are going to beat West Brom. That's not our lock of the week. We're yeah. we're going to give you picks that James affectionately described it as another podcast he listens to says you got to look in the mirror and be okay with yourself. We don't. We don't want these picks to be the easiest ones. We don't. We're not yeah. going to give you the the minus two thousand picks. You're not going to make any money on. If we're going to give you a pick, it's going to be something we can look in the mirror and say, yes, we're confident in it. But this is not the easiest pick in the world. You're never going to yeah. see a minus out of us. It's never going to be no. a negative. We don't know how odds work that well yet. We do have someone no. who does know how odds work. Uh, someone who listened to the podcast last week, a good friend of both of my roommates, one former roommate and one current roommate. His name is Connor Flood, and he posts his own article that we are going to be linking with his permission if I can get it. I uh, did not have time to ask for it before the podcast. We're going to be linking it in our Instagram for a little bit. And he basically has been doing the same thing, but he he came up with a parlay. Um, I'm sure many of our listeners know what parlays are. They are bets that you stack onto each other per se for lack of a better term that accumulate and if every parlay hits or if your parlay hits that means you got every bet correct so he had a at a parlay that almost hit james that was very close uh and he writes for bettersinsider.com and his parlay was west ham money line that means west ham to win i I believe that's the correct way of saying it uh (laughs) I wish I knew more. I wish I knew more yes. about betting. I don't. I sound like an idiot. And Connor, Connor Flood's going to listen to this. He's going to be like, you sound like an idiot. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I sound like an idiot because he's the expert, not us. And you know what? We should get we should get Flood. If he's free, we should get him on to explain some of these betting terminology to us and you know, give us, give us some of his upcoming picks. I think we should have him on if he's, if he's available and free. I think yeah, he'd be a fun guest. Give us what I want, I think. Gambling 101, a little how'd you get into gambling, how'd you get into soccer, football, all this stuff. I think he'd be a good interview to have on. I think he'd be mm. very informative, very informative. Yeah. And he's a, he's, he's a cool guy. He's come. He's been in my apartment a few times, played FIFA. I'm scared to play him because he's he's good at FIFA. I've seen him play. He's good. He's mm. good. He's good. He'd, he'd smack around the, the rest of the apartment. So he's good. Um, so anyways, his, his parlay was West Ham to win, which they did. Mikel Antonio, anytime goal scorer, which unfortunately didn't hit. And Antonio to have – he had two – what was it, two shots to hit the post? Two shots to hit the post, yeah. Oh, so Andy had Christian – Mikel Antonio to have more shots shots attempts than Christian Benteke. So he hit on two of the three. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's pretty, pretty solid. Good. And he should have hit on all three. He should have hit on all three. And that would have made wow. you a lot of money. It was plus 1,187. Yeah, I guess that's pretty good. I think I, I like. I think that's a nice little cheeky bet. The one he did of um, Antonio to have more shot attempts than Benteke. I think that's a nice, nice third one to add in there to kind of tick it off. Yeah, that um, rounded it just, out. Yeah, and it was just Arteta. It was just Antonio, not Arteta. <laughs> Antonio yeah. letting him down with goal, but you know, sometimes with Arteta, I did it again with Antonio. You know, sometimes he scores twice and sometimes he misses badly twice, and this was the game for that. So unfortunately for you. But yeah, I like I like his I like his thinking. Yeah, no, it was good, and and he gives a very detailed analysis. You know, gives you all the the parlay prices and all that, or the prices for each bet. He he's giving you a little background information on David Moyes and Mikel Antonio, so that's good. I actually I actually really like this. I'm not on a book, but if I am, I'm going to start using these these little tips he's uh, he's giving. I I hate sports betting personally because I always lose. 
But uh, yes, I would have lost this bet. I would have won mine, but I would have been close, and that would have kept me entertained, James. Yeah. That would have kept me very entertained. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we can have Mont if he's uh, if he's available. But now it's time for our bets, James. Or we might win you some money, but you'll probably lose bets of the week, James. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I I can go first. I believe you went first last week. Yeah, uh, go ahead. So I'm, I'm more and we're both we're both on a one win hot streak. One win hot streak. We both won our last bets. Yes, we did, and I think what we're what we're doing from what we what we're classing as the week is the games from now on until until we record on Tuesday. Is that correct, mate? That is correct. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to go, I'm going to jump out of this game week. I'm going to go to the weekend, and I'm going to take Fulham beating West Brom um, away from home to get their relegation battle really hotting uh, up and trying to catch uh, Brighton above. And I'm, I'm even going to go even further and say they're going to win by two goals or more because I think West Brom have let in 16 goals, I believe, in the last four games at home. Wow. Pretty bad. And, I, and Fulham have looked... I think Fulham have looked good. I think they they, they gave Man United a real good game at the weekend or whenever they played uh, last. Um, and the, 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 the form form book isn't quite isn't quite telling the whole story. And I think Fulham are the, the best team in the relegation zone and they're going to take care of business and really make it a, a juicy battle from both ends of the table. They need they need to win now for sure. I think this is... Mm. They need to win this now. This is the big three. This is the six-pointer. It's a classic six-pointer. This, this is a six-pointer. And I think, I think this is a game they're going to win. I think they'll get three from this game as well. I think it's a good pick. Plus 143. Those are good odds. Good odds, I think. Thank you. Who knows? Uh... My game is tomorrow, so I hope, I hope, I hope you're listening to this early enough for this game. And originally, I was Chelsea over Wolves because of the new manager bounce, but Chelsea's minus 161. That's not going to make you any money. So what am I now? James, I am doubling down with you, James. And this is not... This is probably big. not. This is probably not the smartest bet I've ever made. But I'm doubling. <laughs> hey, if I, know, if I think if I, if I think I know what you're going to do, I'll I'm it. taking Fulham over Brighton. I think Fulham are doing the entire six point swing, baby. Fulham are up there. They're battling. They're bat. They don't want to. They don't want to die. Fulham says not dying today. What a big week this could be for Fulham Football Club. I think Fulham are winning both these games because we predicted last week. I kid you not. Did we not predict Brighton getting relegated? I think we did. We did. Yes. Fulham Fulham can't lose this. Fulham are not going to lose this. Fulham plus 295. That's what you like to see right there. That's going to win you some big money. Fulham are not going to lose to Brighton. Fulham are beating Brighton 100%. They're not going to draw. They're not going to lose. They're beating Brighton. But if you want a little more cheap money, Chelsea over Wolves. Chelsea have that new manager bounce as well. But my pick of the week is Fulham to beat Brighton at plus 295. Lock that in. I hope I hope you get in in time. I hope you get in in time. And again, I don't know anything about gambling. You might lose all your money. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> I have to, it has to be a disclaimer at the end, you know? Yeah, it has to. Yeah, you, got, you got to. I, when the I don't want to leave. That's what they say in this yeah. country in the advert, Bill. And the fun stops, stop, which stop, is also stop. a bit strange. It's not really disc. It's not really like not. It's not encouraging it. It's just saying when you lose, stop losing. Do you know what I mean? But hey, yeah. When the stop, when the fun stops, stop. There you go. Or don't start, but start because yes. this is a fun section. Yes, we'd, we'd love to, <laughs> we'd love to win our listeners some money. I'd love nothing more than to make you all 
sports betting millionaires, but that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a little a little question for you, Phil. Just a little added extra, just for my own brain. <laughs> what do you think of Everton Leicester tomorrow? Oh, uh, well, I've got the odds in front of me. It looks like Leicester are favorites. And, you know, I'd probably take Leicester in that game. They're not favorites by much. It's plus 163 versus plus 188. But I'd probably take Leicester. Everton are very good. We know Everton are very good. But Leicester are also – I'd think Leicester are just a step above Everton ever so slightly. And I bet uh, – oh, if if James Madison's playing, which he should be. Yeah, I think he will be. Could could be a difference maker. He's a great player. He's a great player. This is this is the this is the sort of game that Leicester, if Leicester win, then it, it shows they're really really mean business. I think these are the sort of games they started to lose the back end of last year and they really trailed off. So this this is a game I'm really excited to watch too. It's like a two. This is like a top six matchup that that's not a top six matchup. Like this is a mm-hmm. in terms of talent this season. This is a top six matchup right now. This is a, this is gonna be a really good game tomorrow. I like it. Yeah, I, I'm probably taking Leicester or maybe the draw. I don't think Everton are going to edge this one out. What about you? Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be a draw. I think I, th- I think it's probably I feel it's just got one one written all over it. Mm. But I, I I want I want Leicester to surprise me. I want Leicester to win because I actually I think Leicester are really good for the Premier League. Um, so I want them to do well. So my heart my heart says Leicester, but my head says probably one one. And Jamie Vardy's out as well, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah, injured. Yeah. I, I might not. Get- yes, he's having surgery. He's having surgery. Oh, that's he's not really out for too not long, good. But he's he's having. I think he's out for like I think he said like six, maybe six weeks max. It's not a massive surgery, but he is having surgery. I'm leaning towards draw now, but I'm still going to say Leicester going to win. But wait, do you know, do you know who's going to score the winner? I, Phil, now don't say I hear Nacho. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> now I I I think I have to go draw now. I forgot Jamie Vardy was out. <laughs> And Ihinacho might be the worst striker I've ever seen. Mate, if Leicester win the league, I'm going to get you an Ihinacho shirt. I already have a Leicester shirt from a, a coworker, and I wear it sparingly because I only wear Manchester United shirts. <laughs> you do but have it's a good collection of United shirts. It's, dude, it's a, it's a Leicester shirt's a really nice shirt, so I'm not, not going to mm. wear it. But it's like if people, someone comes up to me, they're like, oh, Leicester. I'm like, yes, but, but I'm not a fan. Like, they're a good team. <laughs> But that's not my team. They're not my team. Yeah. But it's, so. it's a dude. I can't not wear it. It's a really nice shirt. Mm. It isn't. It's an XL, so it's got that baggy look. I look good, man. I look good. Nice. I look good in that shirt. So maybe should, would you would, would you ever be a person to just get a number and not a name on the back of a football shirt? No. Ooh, no. Okay. That would just you? Just ask. No, I don't think I ever would. But I was just wondering. That's, people do that. I've seen people that have just names and no number, which I think is even worse. I think both of them are awful. You got to have both or nothing. No, nine, you can get away with it. You know, it's like preseason. We wear nine, you know, we wear, we don't have personal no. shirts. And no, teams. no, James, no. no. Name, no, name and no number is much worse than number and no name. No, no, neither. It's all or nothing, James. It's, this is not a oh, that's fine. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying hypothetically, if you had to do one, I'm doing neither or or both. I'm not. You're, doing one you were definitely that kid, weren't you? You know, oh, like, what would you yeah. rather have this one or this one? None of them because it's not real. It's not the point, Philip. Mate, you're supposed to pick one. <laughs> if I had to pick one, I pick number over name. 
Good. That's but all I'm I need. Glad to hear from you. That's all I need to hear from you. I'm really glad I'm not really having to pick one right now because that's stupid. Yeah, no offense. Yeah. It's stupid. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that's everything I've got for the week. James, you all good? You've got you've spoken enough this week. You've got your content out. You happy? I've spoken enough, but I've I've got one little little bit to say, and it's uh, unfortunate. It's a sad news that the the Stoke City experimentation of going long ball football manager has not worked since. Old Rory Jalap has been sacked. It's la- it didn't last until New Year. We've, we've, we haven't won since about mid-October. It's been very bad. Uh, and so the dream's over, Phil, mate. Long ball is I'm no sorry. longer a part of English football, and I'm I'm, I'm devastated. Rory Jalap and Frank Lampard even sacked. even last a year. Frank Lampard sacked in the same week. You hate to see it. You really do. Yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence. Fat Frank and James's fo- football manager career over. Well, yeah. it was a, a do- good... A dopey to lap. There you go. Hey, you tried. That's all I can ask for. I did I'm try. Getting you, I'm getting you a participation trophy. But yeah, rest in peace. Um, it lasted a good... Uh, yeah, I think I told you you'd be sacked like one of the last episodes, and I was right. You got sacked. <laughs> you were. You I'm were. smart. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's everything I've got for this week's episode. James, it's been an absolute pleasure. Why don't you sign us off? Oh, thank you very much, Phil. And yeah, as usual, mate, absolute pleasure. Um, you're the one thing I've got in my diary um, going forward for the next couple of months. So that's all all fun and games. But as usual, Phil, very much fun. Very, what am I trying to say here? A lot of fun chatting to you, mate. And thanks a lot for being here. And remember, everyone, goals don't move. Goals don't move. <laughs> <laughs>